Hey, it's Lisa Carlin from Attacking Third to tell you about the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. It's equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend. The Hyundai Santa Fe features available all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, plus available dual wireless charging pads, ensuring that you can take on any adventure. It's ski season, and with the all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe, I can easily load the car with all my gear plus my friends in the third row and make it right to the base of the slopes with all-wheel drive. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Welcome into the USWNT Hour. I'm Lisa Roman, your host, alongside former U.S. international Lori Lindsay. We are so happy to be here today. You can join us live Mondays at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, live on YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. And you can join the conversation in the chat. You can also listen to all of our episodes as a podcast. Listen to Attacking Third anywhere you get your podcast. Lori, welcome in. How are you doing today? <laughs> yeah, great. I've got my new headphones. So I'm being, feeling a very professional. Um, but yeah, um, it's, it's here. and it's like 100 degrees in Philly. So you got to love it. And, you know, June 1st tomorrow. So here we go. Summer is here. Summer is here. It's definitely 100 degrees today, but you are looking very podcast official with your headphones. So if anyone just listens to this as a podcast, you've got to join us live on YouTube because Lori brings all the stops. She's got the mic. She's got the headphones. Uh, Welcome to the fam, Lori. It's about time. We're happy to have you here, Lori, as always. And everyone joining us in the chat, thanks so much for your questions. If you have more, you can drop them on Twitter or in the chat. We're going to answer some of them today, but We also have an incredibly special guest joining us, former U.S. Women's National Team player, three-time Olympic gold medalist, a world champion. I'm not dropping her name yet. Before we get into it all, a reminder, I have a $100 Paramount Plus gift card to give away during today's episode. All you need to do is drop your social media handle in the chat without the at symbol, and you will be entered for a chance to win this $100 Paramount Plus gift card. Don't forget to do that. I love giving this away. Lori, we've got it. A very special guest. Heather O'Reilly joining the show today. I am so excited to chat with her. And before we bring her into the show, you know her very well. Former teammates, you guys are good friends. Let me hear a little bit of the inside jokes. What can you tell me about Heather O'Reilly before she joins the show? Uh, Yeah. Well, first of all, hello, everyone in the chats. Thanks for joining us. Already some funny comments dating back to to last week. And, you know, pretty soon Heather O'Reilly is going to be in my call-up sheet um, for these these next world cup qualifiers. Listen, you're not wrong. She probably will be. Okay. So, um, but yeah, no, I'm stoked to have Heyo on. Um, listen, when I was thinking about these, some stories I could tell, goodness, there's probably a gazillion, but the one that popped in my head, Lisa, right away was in, and this is actually a pride special story because um, on the eve of June, like honestly just makes me laugh. And if we had, um, Ali, if we had, Allie and um, Ash on here and even Pino. Goodness, we'd all be cracking up in this one. But um, all right. So everyone knows that Heyo's or Heather's nickname is Heyo. And so when Pia Sunagi was our, our head coach of the national team, um, you know, she would give us like, if we're doing like inner squad scrimmages or whatever we're doing, drills and training, she would like read it off. Right. And we would all joke because you're spending like weeks together at um, for a number of weeks together at a time. And so you just get bored. So after a while we would, you know, my nickname was Gory. Megan's was like Gino or, um, um, Allie's Alex, Allie Krieger's was, um, Galley, whatever you want. Right. We just like mm-hmm. make it up for gay Lori, gay Meg. Right. It was like this, like this ongoing joke. Right. And that's why I told you this is the pride special. So, um, so then we would just joke about Gayo is her nickname, right? Gay Heyo. And so during one of the, uh, I can't remember if it was Meg or who, I will have to ask Heyo when she gets on, but um, during one of the times when 
uh, Pio was putting out the the lineups for whatever drills or the inner squad we were doing, somebody had gone to her and be like, can you say Gayo instead of Heyo for this? And she's reading, she's reading, right? she's going like, Abby, you know, you're up at the number nine or whatever, like Lori, you're in, in midfield. And then all of a sudden she goes, Gao. And we're like, What? Who everyone's like, who's Gao? Who is who is like, who really? the hell yeah. is Gao? And she had totally messed it up. This doesn't sound funny, but it was hilarious at the time. And instead of saying Gao, she just says Gao. So now instead <laughs> of um Heyo or Gao, the nickname is Gao from here on out. So Pride Special, it was I'm not even laughing, but it was so hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, I'm laughing. That's I know exactly what you're talking about when coaches read that list. Everyone, welcome into the show. Yeah, 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 ladies. Okay, so I kind of butchered oh, that, gosh. but it was, was so. Funny. I was dying listening to that story again. Because who said it to um, Pia at the time? I think it was you and Pino. I think yeah. it was Pia. I you said instead of Heyo, and she was like, she butchered it. She though. was like, okay, okay, okay. And then, and then she was like, Gao. Yeah. <laughs> the whole team. And then there was pilot. Oh, God, that was that was too good. And just then it was, it. Yeah. Um, Guys, I just want happy to be here. Yeah, we're Thank happy to be here. We don't like your shirt, but hello. Great for you to be here. Coming off of your 10-year anniversary uh, vacation from Italy, right into this podcast. You are a lucky woman. We are so happy to have you here. So 10 year anniversary, where'd you go? Where'd you, where'd you go? Where'd you celebrate? Yeah. Thanks for, thanks for the well wishes. Me and my husband, Dave, just celebrated our 10 year wedding anniversary. And Lori was actually there right in Chapel Hill for our, our big day 10 years ago. Can you believe that was 10, 10 years ago? Actually, before you went on vacation, we were texting about that. I couldn't, I was like, no, it's like some kind of vortex of time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we went to uh, well, I saw a little stop in London so I could see the last Arsenal game. I haven't seen a men's game this season. So I saw Arsenal in their final game of the year, uh, hoping for a miracle that they would sneak into the top four above Tottenham, but that didn't happen. Anyways, uh, it was a, a nice ending of the season for the Gunners and then popped over to Italy with Dave and we had a great couple of days. So uh, drank some wine, ate some pasta and tiramisu and, and here we are on attacking third. So I'm happy to be here. That sounds fantastic. I love to hear that. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Heather. You got to hear that great little story from Lori about the good old days and and playing the game. So we're here to kind of chat with you about that and and hear about that. Talk about your time playing and especially with Lori. um, Anytime you have a great story about Lori to share, I welcome those with open arms because we love to hear the inside jokes all about Lori. Um, Anything that makes us laugh here at Attacking Third. But now you're traveling Italy, but you're also an analyst. Uh, you were on an NWSL call for North Carolina. You're doing so many other things, but I want to talk about the transition from being an athlete, uh, the highest level that you could possibly be professional with the national team for so many years, and then transitioning to this retirement. Did you did you cut cold turkey on the soccer? Are you still stay, staying athletic? What are you up to these days? Well, yeah, no, thanks for asking. I, I think um, it is um, a time of life that I think that people should talk about more because, and Lori and I have had a lot of good conversations about it because it has not been um, always so easy every, you know, every day. I think we were very lucky to do this thing that we loved um, and we were quite good at it, Lori. Yes, even you. you <laughs> um, and, and it was our passion and it was our group of friends and it was our outlet and we laughed so much and we worked our asses off and we won. And um, that's all we knew for a long time. And, and yes, we were well-rounded individuals and, you know, graduated from fine universities and had a lot of other things in our life. But I think, um, yeah, being a, a footballer or a soccer player, is it, it, we were so narrow-focused, right? And so I've been retired since 2019. And um, so since then, you know, I gave myself some space to kind of tip, you know, dip my toe in the water and a couple different things and in coaching and television and and some other uh, pursuits that we'll get into a little bit later. Um, And so, yes, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun. I wouldn't say that every, you know, day has been easy. Sometimes I, I miss it extraordinarily 
uh, a, a ton. Um, just like being out there on the pitch and uh, being, you know, just playing this beautiful game. But I do play, Lisa, to answer your question, uh, I do play quite a bit. I play like, mm, I'd say three times a week in sort of a lunchtime league here in, in Chapel Hill. And league is a very loose term of about, uh, usually it's five aside or six aside of like coaches at UNC or people in the community that play pickup uh, Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 11 o'clock. So I'm, I'm still getting some, some games in. And um, of course I coach at the University of North Carolina. So a lot of times uh, I jump into trainings if they need a number or even if they don't, and I just force myself in there. Um, so I definitely am still enjoying touching the ball. Some people really kind of step away and, you know, don't want to play much or maybe they've had an injury and they can't play much. Um, but I really, truly love the game. So I, I love lacing them up. I'm actually in a couple of weeks um, playing in a really big game over in England, which I'm really excited about called Soccer Aid. And it's a huge fundraiser for uh, UNICEF. And uh, Carly Lloyd and myself will be playing on world team and we're playing against team England. Um, and so extraordinary uh, talent on both teams, but Arsene Wenger will be our manager of the world team. Pirlo will be on my <laughs> squad. Shevchenko, uh, Kafu, like amazing players. Just tell Pirlo the, exactly where you want the ball on the wing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you can yeah. I got you, Gao. I got you. Uh, <laughs> the game is June 12th. So yeah, Lisa, I have been, uh, I, I always have been playing quite a bit, but now that I'm on this roster, I'm like, oh gosh, I got to get my touches back. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've, I've been trying to stay fit. I went that one pretty much back to back babies. And uh, after I, you know, it's been about six months since I gave birth to my little guy, Jack. So um, I'm feeling like I'm getting my feet under me and getting my fitness back and, and feeling pretty good and strong. So really pumped about this game. Yeah, that game sounds awesome. Um, will we be able to watch or is it how, how can we tune in? Do you know? Um, I, I know that they're, they're showing it in England, but I'm not really sure if there'll be some sort of streaming opportunity here in the States, but. All right. Well, we'll, we'll look it up and then we'll get back to everybody. If anybody's interested in the chat, something so we can cheer, cheer you on. Um, yeah. I mean, wait, wait, Lori, sorry to interrupt you. Speaking of which, because I'm getting kind of jazzed up about this, um, charity match, (laughs) I'm wondering, and people, um, in the chat, I'm kind of thinking that, you know, in the pyramid of soccer, you have your like youth academies, then you have sometimes university, then you have first team. And then it's like this plateau that people fall off to the face of the earth. So like my point is maybe we should rethink the shape of this pyramid, Lori, and expand it at the top for retired players. Yeah, we need it. Have a senior I don't I don't want to say I don't want to say legends league because that just sounds a little like uh like you can't be calling yourself a legend but like some kind of like seniors league that like I'm putting myself in the legends league I'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) Christopher Meister in our chat said AARP for NWSL he also mentioned exhibition games for retired players we've got people interested Um, I'm sure that people aren't gonna be paying top dollar for this level anymore but I want to still compete and I think that like it's good entertainment and and good for the club. So you know yes. what every all the clubs out there think about having a a a legends team and even if it's like I'm thinking four to six games a season. I'm not thinking we're playing 30 matches. Yeah, is I this all 11 v 11 or are we doing small side 8 v 8? I think it's 11 v 11 personally, yes. but we we can debate this all day. Um I think there is some good, like, you know, kind of like five aside sort of things that go on. But like, I'm thinking that it's an 11 v 11 game. <laughs> um, listen, this is what I have. Okay. We get the um, NWSL All-Star game or All-Star weekend, right? Then we get a group of AARP um, and and we divide into groups of five or six and play like a, a, a tournament in conjunction with the All-Star weekend. Perfect. There we I'm go. here for this. Okay, so yeah. now I've got to ask. First, everybody, let's. We're presenting this to NWSL. This is it. 
We've scary. got it. We've got to write our pitch. We'll present it to them. I am totally here for it. So I'm like better. not really joking though. Like no, I'm, no, I'm actually serious too. I think we can get a great. Can I be the commissioner? Uh, what'd you say? Can I be the commissioner? Oh yeah, you totally can. Here, right. Sure. You can. Well, you can work in conjunction with Jessica and make this happen. Okay. And you can, but you can do the teams. Listen, you're the honorary captain, and then you can like you know pull out the team the each individual's name and stick them to the teams. Right. So um, yeah. Yeah. No, anyone, anyone in particular you want on your team, on your roster that you're, that you're, it's just kind of like yeah. kickball. Or are we drafting? No, I would, I, I, so I recently ran into the Boston marathon. Wow. It was great. I like, feel like I was, you know, coming off the baby. I was like happy that I finished. I was, was unfortunately, I got a four hours, two minutes when I was trying to break four hours. So that was like kind of irritating. Leslie was like, come on, do you want to break four or not? I, was, I try. I just didn't have the kick at the end. I didn't have the kick. I also had to make a lot of potty breaks, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> However, um, so I'm running along thinking like I'm feeling pretty good about myself. 37 years old, just had two kids, blah, blah, blah. Out of the corner of my eye, I see this bee. I don't know if I'm allowed to curse on here. You scoot can. on by me, like basically like, hey, ladies, Christine Lily just turned 50 years old, like <laughs> crushing my soul, like had so much kick at the end. Anyways, like I think I'm a good, good athlete, fit athlete. I, yep. Yeah, like I'm very self-aware. That was like one of my skills, uh, hard worker, good engine. But Christine Lilly, like, is another she's another level. another level of an athlete. And so I would definitely bring back Lil because I know that she, well, one, I, I just saw with my own eyes. Like she still has like the aerobic capacity. Yeah. She's one of the best ever. She is one yes. of the best ever. One of the best ever. I'll put myself on that team because then you two can just run all day and I'll just sit in the middle and pass to you. So yeah. So then we're like, speaking of Pirlo, I actually also have that skill. <laughs> so I just <laughs> want to sit there. I would not put my level, myself um, on the same level as Pirlo, but I would love to. I mean, one of my favorites ever. Um, Who do you think still plays, Lori, like out of our crew? Like... I mean, I'm sure that Boxy could lace him up. Like Abby yeah, probably has no interest. Piercy, in I think, could. You know, listen, you could. Abby probably wouldn't have any interest at all. But we could just put her up there and flick it to her head, and then she's yeah. that. So yeah. I mean, we, we all know like my dime piece crosses. That's what like that's what we she did for the last <laughs> seven years of her career, anyways. <laughs> Let's get Piercy on there. We'll get that is, Boxy's a good shout. Leslie would be good as well. Listen, we got a lot of people. Yeah. We, we yeah. have a lot of people that I think could still play. Bry, I saw somebody in the chat saying Bry. I'm like, hell yeah, bring back Bry. I'm making the saves. Yes, please. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. A Rod probably still is pretty sharp. Yeah, good call. These are good ones. I would, I would get Tasha Kai back. She, she's uh. Lori, we're not joking about this. This is all very real. These are real categories. Oh, yeah, being 100% serious, I think this would yeah. be amazing. Oh, Especially yeah. Chaney, All-Star yeah. Weekend, Cheney would be great. Where is Tosh these days? But I want to, like, I, I know that it needs to be, like, you know, either, like, a fundraiser or it's, like, going to be kind of, like, loose and ha-ha. But, like, I kind of want it to be serious as well. So it needs to be, like, it needs to be the right amount, like, joke jokester and the right amount serious well listen there's all like then we do a point system essentially so we're all drafted to a specific team so however they divide up the two teams for the actual all-star game in the nwsl whether it's east and west division yeah and then we're drafted to certain one of those teams and their skills challenges then okay. our tournament so isn't just a yeah. one and one event yeah thing. like a one weekend thing okay okay and then I can get behind that i can get behind the, that the collective points is what wins you so everyone's cheering for everyone and you have a part to play in it. Listen, it, heard it here first. This is honestly something we're going to go to Jessica Berman with. And you are also the honorary commissioner. So you will be helping with the layout of the entire weekend. So listen, bring back the stars. We've got the all-star weekend too. People have been wanting that. So here we go. I think we've just come up with a wonderful game plan. I personally think that you have done an excellent job in the transition from playing to not playing because I agree with you hundred percent. That's something that's is talked about, but I don't think 
enough as well. And it's so individual. Like I was like not in a good way for a long, a long time. And I don't think I even knew it, but it's like the way that I describe it is like the 1%. We operated in this 1% for so long in this bubble. And then you come out and it's like this, like the entire world. And you're like, this is very different <laughs> than how I've been operating. I'm yeah. like, whoa, it, it's such a, it's a shock, right? It's, yeah. it's a shock. So yeah, kudos well, I'm, I'm inspired by you, Lori, that you, um, yeah, that you can admit that like there was tough patches and now you've obviously find, you know, such a, a good spot for you and like you're in your groove and I love that you're, you're in the game. I mean, I always said that to you. I feel like, uh, I, I, I'm so happy that you're doing um, some some analyst stuff and you're on this. I mean, this is, yeah. to me, Good. you know, where your gifts, um, where, you know, you're best suited with what you have in your, <clears throat> your way that you, you know, make people smile and your uh, knowledge of the game and your ability to communicate and everything like that. So I love that you're, you're in your groove here. I love it. Yeah. And thanks. Um, I appreciate that. I mean, it has been a journey. Uh, okay, hold on. So you have been known for fitness outside of many other qualities on the field, but we do need to talk a little bit about some other stuff besides this game on June 12th. How have you stayed, <laughs> get it out. How have you stayed fit? What are some other kind of funny things? We do have a little bit of this um, in common. So come on, tell the viewers some of the fun things that you've been doing outside yeah. of um, just your analysts, because we'll get into that stuff in a bit. Yeah. I mean, she's okay. running the Boston Marathon. She's also playing soccer, but yeah. we know there's more. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There is more. Uh, yes. All the very hardcore fans know that um, a couple of months ago, I was asked if I would be up for trying out for American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> and I said, Tell me more. Yes, I would be very interested in trying out. So I looked up some ninja gyms in my um, home area, and I started going to a ninja gym, met some new friends, and said, guys, I'm going on American Ninja Warrior. And by the way, they were kind of like a little bit irritated because like some of them have been training for years wanting to be on the show. Like they turned in the applications and – and, been, you know, there's only a certain amount of spots for the show to bring people on. So here I come in. I haven't even done any, any competitions. And I say, like, guys, you got to get me ready. Like, I'm going to be on American Ninja Warrior. Anyways, they were lovely. I met such great people um, in my training. And then uh, a few months ago, I headed to San Antonio to the Alamo Dome and it was this huge production with the obstacle course in the middle and the guys like doing the commentary on the side. And we're all cheering on the other ninjas. I was Olympic ninja. I got my medals. I got my red, white and blue sweatband. Um, can't tell you how it went, but good for you guys, because soon on June 6th, you will be able to see how I did in the season premiere of American Ninja Warrior. It's coming up. It's coming up. The moment we've all been waiting for. Um, next Monday evening, you can tune in and watch American Ninja Warrior and see how I did. Watteo, I love that. Lori, you're also a ninja, former ninja, ninja, yeah, ninja, ninja. I, you're always a ninja. What's the hardest event? What's the hardest? What do, what do they call it? Events? Okay, well, first of all, I was also... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when was it? 2019. So it was like leading up to the Women's World Cup. It was like promoting that. And so they are reaching out to, again, a lot of different um, athletes who had been in the Olympics, the World Cup. And mine was actually in Baltimore. And unlike Heyo, I didn't take it as seriously. I said yes. And then, and let me just tell you, soccer skills do not transition to American Ninja Warrior. I was horrible. And I didn't take it as seriously. I should have, but it was just like, you know, you've spent all these years traveling and doing everything as singularly focused with soccer. And it just made me realize that's not what I was trying to do. I was not trying to travel 45 minutes to go to this ninja um, gym. Everybody was amazing. Actually, it was one of the most welcoming environments I've ever been in. Been in. And to Heyo's point, yes, I think a few people were like, you're terrible at this. I've been trying to get here for so long, but most people were like, keep going and like so enthusiastic. And I don't know how people are doing it unless you have some sort of gymnastic background, which I absolutely did not. And I wish I had, 
then it is like borderline felt impossible. I'm like, how am I supposed to even get past maybe obstacle one? Anyway, I had limited preparation. I couldn't have trying to do kipping pull-ups to get myself ready for like swinging stuff. I'd like the, the lower body to the upper body did not transition or the connection was not, I was not making it right. And I get there. It's just as Heo says, like, um, it's like this huge spectacle. I mean, it is exactly mm -hmm. what you see on TV. It's late at night. It was so cold. I slipped and fell on the lily pads on the very first obstacle. At the very end, I slide. I try to grab for the rope to swing, <laughs> nail my shin, pull my shoulder out of socket. I'm not kidding. Worse injuries than I had in soccer in this freaking first obstacle. And all my friends and family, because it's such a production, because they don't know who they're going to choose to go to to be actually on television, right? Or at the very end, they're like, where the hell's Lori? I'm in the freaking water. Because I <laughs> like grab for the freaking rope, fall, hit my shin. I'm in such pain. I was like not in good way for like several months after. Anyway, oh it's awesome. I can't wait to find out what you do, um, Heyo, because it is hilarious. And your, your heart, your heart said, uh, your heart said yes, but your shoulder said no. Oh, my shoulder and shin were in such pain. It was not. I was like, not in a good yeah. way. And the important thing to remember, Lori, is that we did play soccer for like almost 30 years. I don't know about you, but I almost, I played for like 30 years. Yeah. Like I retired at age 34 and I, I'm sure I started like when I was. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. Yep. And so we can't just step up to a new sport and expect to be good right away. However, give us a couple of years. And I think that we've aced, um, aced those challenges. No worries. Yeah. Well, good point. But also I was kind of like looking at Tamika Catchings, who used to play for the F Indiana Fever and the WNBA and did make it on television and made it past the first two, th the first two obstacles. I mean, she was like swinging on the lily pads, jumping, and then she's swinging the ones we have to swing and then catch herself on the next one. I mean, she's an unbelievable athlete just in general that looks way different than my athletic skills. So, I mean, I was like her biggest champion, but I'm like, if I'm comparing myself to her, then <laughs> I'm way out of my league. I should just step down now and be done. But anyway, I'm excited for you. It was Must fun. Must see TV, ladies. Must see TV. Yes. June 6th. Season premiere. I'm very excited to watch you do this. Now, I know you can't tell us how far you went, what happened, and we will all watch. Don't worry. I'm tuning in. But you also just told us you ran the Boston Marathon. How, in comparison, difficulty levels between those <laughs> two events? How, how do they compare? <laughs> um, the Boston Marathon was quite a bit longer. Uh, <laughs> no, the Boston Marathon was hard. Like, it is – I have a lot of respect for – people that do that. I, I think I'm going to continue running. Um, obviously I've, I haven't since the marathon, but I have a spot in the New York city marathon. So I think I'm going to do that in November. Um, for me, the marathon is like an achievable challenge, but like quite difficult. Um, there was, you know, I'd say that like, even by like mile nine or so you're kind of like, Oh God, I guess, <laughs> I guess I guess we're doing this. Like it is not easy. Leslie Osborne, like, and um she she kept me going and uh, yeah, I mean, but but I guess like I said, like I have a good base of like aerobic fitness. Um I don't train long distance too too much. So the training was like kind of annoying at times. Um but like all worth it for that one turn on that final stretch. Like in Boston, it was on Boylston Street. I mean, I give myself goosebumps even like thinking about it now. Um, just when you see the the finish line in the distance and, and you're almost there and the crowd just carries you. It's like it's it's like almost you almost get emotional, like with how these perfect strangers are just cheering you on and carrying you through, you know, a couple hours of like some some tough times. Um and uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was fun. I mean, I, it's like kind of a sick, a sick thing to say is fun. Um, but it, it was fun. And, and for me, it's like, it is hard and it's a challenge, but it's an achievable one. And so I'm going to give, um, give New York a go. Oh, I love that. Lori, would you ever run a marathon? No, thanks. Absolutely not. Cause at mile nine, if I even got there, I'd be like, yeah, I've pushed myself enough in my life in this regard physically, so I'm done. Uh, I just think, I I don't know if I want to put my body through that. I, I love still working out and lifting, but hey, and I were talking about this not too long ago, and I was like, ah, it just doesn't excite me. I understand why people get excited and want yeah. to train for it, for sure, especially as like, you know, former athletes, but 
Yeah, I don't think. Yeah, it's- and that's so funny, Lori, because like I don't get excited about lifting like the same way that you do. Like yeah. I lift minimally now yeah. when I don't have to like anymore. And like for soccer, I lifted because I was told to. I yeah. was just like a means yeah, of like injury prevention and strength work. But it's not like I was like jazzed up to go to the gym. But like you were like yeah. that was your thing. You were like you liked the feeling of being strong and like you liked being in the gym. And like, I would, if you had said like, you have 40 minutes in the gym, do whatever you want. I honestly think I would go to the treadmill. <laughs> That'd be the last thing I'd be doing too. Like, I know. And isn't that so funny how everybody yeah. has just has their. Yeah, no, so, I love it. So whether you're a, a weightlifter like Lori or a runner like Heather, you too can achieve your dreams and end up on American Ninja Warrior, Dream no matter day. how it all comes down. Yeah, that is true. And also VU will give you the shout. Um, they said Amazing Race with Hale and Lori. Hell yeah. yeah. I've been wanting to get on Amazing Race. Hey. Let's look into it. I, I'll call you later. I might have an in. Yeah. All right. Oh, love to hear that. So we'll get we'll get you guys on Amazing Race. We'll get the AARP former players league happening, a little fundraiser action. I loved this conversation. Heather, we're going to stick stick around with you for a little bit longer. Maybe talk a little bit about the current team, uh, your former playing days on the team right after this quick break. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. From the world of Sonic the Hedgehog, a new hero arrives. I am ready. Is there anyone stronger? No. Tougher? No. Funnier? I do not make jokes. I make warriors. Knuckles, now streaming only on Paramount+. Plus. Yes! Welcome back to the USWNT Hour alongside Lori Lindsay. I'm Lisa Roman, and we have a very special guest today, Heather O'Reilly. Before we get into the second half of this show, a quick reminder that if you're joining us live on YouTube right now, you can win a $100 Paramount Plus gift card. All you need to do is drop your social media handle without the at symbol in the chat, and I will pick a winner. You'll get a DM from us. You'll get the gift card. That's about NWSL for an entire year. You can watch CONCACAF W Championships this summer, Serie A, Champions Leagues, all the wonderful things that you can watch on Paramount+. Plus. Drop your social media handle in the chat right now for a chance to win. All right, Heather, you've told us so much about what you're doing post-retirement, how you're still involved in the game. You're a coach, you're a broadcaster, you're a ninja, you're a marathoner. You can truly do it all. But I want to talk a little bit about the current team. We got some great questions from a lot of our listeners. So thank you everyone who did that. If you have more questions for Heather, drop them in the chat right now. We will try to get to them. Um, But looking at, we got this question from Chris Meister on Twitter. He mentioned that on the current U.S. women's national team roster, which player do you think is most similar to your style as a player when you are playing? If you you look at the current roster that's been out most recently um, with the national team, is there any player that stands out to you that you think, oh, yeah, that's the style I was playing? That's the type of player I was? Um, I, I think that there is a lot of similarities between myself and Kelly O'Hara. I know that she's not a super young, uh, you know, Gen Z uh, selection there. But I do think Kelly and I are like cut from the same cloth in a lot of regards in terms of our, like our physique, our like, uh, our physical skills, um, our engine getting up and down the pitch, putting good crosses in the box. I think that she's a little bit more like physical and like, likes the likes the the tackle a little bit more than I do. Um, But I think in terms of like a mentality, a competitiveness, um, an energy, uh, I I would like to say a leadership um, presence with all those things. I think, um, yeah, I I do see a little bit of myself in in Kelly. And I'm really so proud of how she has, um, I think, performed and also led like a really young Washington spirit team to a, a championship. I think that that was, that was incredible. I mean, when I looked at their roster, I was like, geez, like Kelly's like total grandma on this team. And uh, she embraced it. I think that like in terms of a player that's leads by example, Kelly's wonderful in that respect because she just, 
She loves the grind of training. Um, she loves competition. And I think that it was really important for, for young players to, to see that and be around that. So, um, yeah, I, I'd say, I'd say Kelly's a, a little bit of the old school still. So I, I, I connect, uh, her with me in that way. Lori, for you, is there anyone that you played, you played with? Hey, uh, gal, if you will, is there anyone now that, you know, the team that you think compares to how she was as a player? Yeah, I mean the Kelly Hare one's a good shout, and I was thinking more of a, a younger. So, but I, I think that's a that's a great comparison. Um, you know, I think there's some similar qualities to, and, and this is a like for like. So please in the chat, let's not go bonkers. <laughs> be like no, like Lori said, right? Like, um, uh, but there's some qualities of Sophia Smith that I think, in terms of your ability to get in behind, uh, when she, especially when she's on. You know, she plays a little bit differently when she's in Portland because it's two front typically, but when she's on the national team, she's in the wing. Um, obviously much like um, the majority of your career as well. So I, I think her willingness to take on, go on 1v1, get isolated on in the wide areas is very much something um, that is similar to your qualities for sure. Um, so Sophia Smith is the one that had like, when I saw that question come through is the one that like immediately came to mind. Um, yeah. which well, is thank you. Cause I think that she, um, yeah, I mean, if if you see any resemblance there, I take that as a huge compliment because what a young talent she is and um, the way that she takes on 1v1, is able to uh, get to the byline, pull some good crosses back, is able to set up her teammates and score goals for herself, um, I think is really exciting for the national team and, and her club. So, yeah. It also reminds me, because I don't know if, if people remember that are listening, it's like, you know, Hale started playing on the National when she was 11. So um, very similar to Sophia Smith. <laughs> so you have that as well, right? Like just like being able to grow up and um, through that environment and continue to mature as a player. And she's getting that in the NWSL, but also with the national team as well. So some similarities, I think, in that and just like the growth of in the path that you all took as well is, is, is interesting to me. There are a lot of similarities there. I mean, Heather, your first Olympic Games were in 2004. You were 19. You were the youngest on that roster. There's been so much talk about um, in the world of U.S. soccer, but on the show, we talk about it a lot, Lori and I and any guests that we have about the qualifiers that are coming up this summer, a World Cup in 2023, the mix of younger players with experienced veterans and having veterans there that have experience to guide them through maybe not on field, but off field in the locker rooms, playing in Mexico, playing not on American soil, the conditions that could be seen there. So for someone like you who were in the Olympics at 19, you had older players to lean on. How important is that? And when you look at the current state of the national team, uh, what are your thoughts on having that mix of young versus veterans with their experience? Yeah, I think it's a great question. Um, I think it's a, a good problem for Coach Vlako Inanovsky to have because I think that there's um, a, a huge talent pool in the U.S. Um, you know, you could – you could go with a veteran team. You could go with a very uh, green team, uh, or you can go somewhere in between. And I think um, it, it will probably be a mix of, of both. I, I think, um, I, you know, clearly your current form and performance is is probably the number one indicator of you know if you should be selected for the national team. But I think that there is value in experience and have been there, done that, proven. Um, that you can um, withstand like a pressure situation um, in the past and, and helping players through that um, in, a, in another tournament, I think it is really helpful. So I think that it will be a little bit of a mix of both. I think on the other side of things, there is something to be said of like a youthful exuberance and not having a little bit of pressure. I think for me as a young player, I didn't play with any stress. I didn't play with any pressure. Like I was like completely oblivious to the entire magnitude of what I was doing when I was a 19 year old on the national team. And, and, and quite frankly, I think I'm really grateful that I didn't have social media and a lot of things in my, I, I guess in my face to like remind me of, you know, the, the, the stress and the pressure, because I think I was um, blissfully ignorant, I, I suppose. And just uh, went about my, my playing. And I think um, it's something that, uh, you know, young players have to sort of balance these days. But I, I do think that there is, um, yeah, there is, there's a grit in, in both 
uh, sides of the spectrum, right? A, a seasoned uh, older player has been there, done it before, has like grinded year after year after year and has uh, demonstrated that they can still perform. And I look at somebody like Alex Morgan, I mean, bagging four goals in a game, that doesn't hurt her cause at all. Um, she has really kind of uh, stood out this NWSL season, so I'm thrilled for her. Um, but there's also obviously a need for a youthful exuberance, and that's a grit as well because, uh, yeah, there is no, I guess, no pre pressure in, in terms of um, they're a little bit just like, sort of naive and, and just happy to be there and happy to just like make a statement. Um, and sometimes that helps too, because uh, as we know, you play your best when you're not, uh, I guess, drenched with this overwhelming stress. Yeah, certainly. And I, I'm always curious too about that with these, this current crop of players, because I mean, no doubt, listen, like the future is, are these young players, right? I mean, they're performing. And I just speak to the fact that like, you know, in general, we should qualify for this world cup, like no doubt, hands down, like this shouldn't be, we should be taking care of business and that, but like, we also know what happened in 2010. Hey, we were there and what that looked like in terms of us being in Cancun and, you know, Mexico showing up playing one of their best games ever. And we almost didn't qualify. Right. And then we play a, a home and away game with Italy to be the last um, team in. So my, my thinking always is on this is how, yes, how do you combine those two groups, right? Having a group that maybe doesn't totally understand or like have to deal with the magnitude of everything, even though I do certainly think that has changed quite a bit nowadays, just with how many eyeballs are on the, our national team and on the women's game in general and social media plays into that, right? There's a, there's definitely a whole nother level of performance and, um, you better perform, right? Essentially, um, because of that. And also, but also coming into there's the smallest little details that take place in these qualifiers or however you want to put it in world cup or Olympics, then there are just in regular friendlies, right? That looks very different when you get into these, whether you want to believe it or not, you all of a sudden get into a world cup qualifier and it's like, does feel different. Yeah. You no. Know? Yeah, no doubt. And I think um, to add, and, and there's, there's some really good comments going on. When I think back to 2015 World Cup team, um, it also was a mix of players that I think the coaching staff had to get right and a mix of roles that I think uh, not everybody was thrilled with. Everybody, everybody at that level wants to be on the pitch in the starting lineup. And everybody in their heart of hearts and their, in their brain can reason – enough to like put themselves out there in the starting lineup. Like you believe in yourself so much, you have self-belief and you've, uh, you've obviously made a world cup team. You're a great player. Um, so everybody wants to be on the field. Nobody likes being on the bench. Nobody at the highest level. So you need players that, um, that have the character to think what's going to help this team win, because that is, at the end of the day, what everybody wants. Mm -hmm. And I think that in 2015, I, you know, I looked to my left and, and right and, and, and saw players such as Abby Wambach and Shannon Box really, um, I think, you know, Shannon had a bit of an injury, but, you know, take one on the chin. I think it, it was probably difficult for Abby at, at certain times to be uh, a super sub at that point of her career. And, uh, and she did it and she led us and, I, I'm not sure if we would have won the World Cup if we didn't have her leadership um, from that vantage point. And I think I learned a lot from from those players. And I think, um, yeah, this this next World Cup run, like if if you're an older player and you're not playing as much as you want or you're not starting, uh, we all need to be rowing in the in the same direction because that's I think what will like uh, prevent the U.S. team from from doing well. Um, going forward is if, um, you know, if everybody isn't 100 percent committed to the team. And obviously, I think there was a lot of disappointment in the performances um, of the Olympics. And, you know, bronze medal is respectable, I suppose, in, in this day and age of the level of women's football, but not the U.S. standard. And, and clearly the 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 amount of wins and goals scored and all that kind of stuff was not the, the level that 
we all would expect from the U.S. team. So I think that um, some serious reflection will go into that tournament, what went well, what didn't go well, and uh, will be, you know, played forward going into the World Cup. So, yeah, you got to get the balance right and you got to – uh, you got to get the character right as well of the squad. Yeah, that's a good shout. I mean, in terms of the character, I mean, we've seen that like I think throughout, right? Like, yes, you're you're trying to pick the best players, but when you have 23 players that are going, it's also like that might not be the best 23. It might be who who mixes the best off the field as well because it's gonna it's a long time to be together, and I think if you haven't been there, then you don't really understand what that's like. Um, in terms of like day in and day out, getting along with one another, fighting, right? Overcoming some of the obstacles. And that's the biggest difference. Like when you were playing in these friendlies, then it's like, okay, these are some one-off games, right? But mm -hmm. when you go into a World Cup and then you start to feel, or, or World Cup qualifying, because that's the next thing, but you start to feel the heightened awareness of what's at stake, even if some people are oblivious to it, as you were mentioning, like, right? Like what you had that ability to have that because you had older players that were, understood the magnitude and they were going to carry majority of that, but it is, it's, it's such a different ball game. And I think that's even more heightened now, again, just because of the growth of the game. Right. And so, I mean, not a lot of people knew that we weren't about to not qualify for the world cup in 2010 or, or compared to what that would look like now, there's going to be so many people watching these, these qualifiers, and that's going to look very different in terms of performance and the heightened expectations. Right. It completely, I love hearing about this. When we look at the qualifiers that are this summer, there will be a roster for that. How different could or will the roster be uh, for the World Cup compared to the qualifiers? Do you see any big changes happening there um, besides any injuries that are to occur or could potentially occur? But in playing-wise, is is the qualifiers a bit of an evaluation for Vlako Adonofsky? Or is it who gets called into qualifiers is who will be traveling to the 2023 World Cup? I mean, you have to think that the vast majority of that group will will carry over if they do indeed, you know, qualify. Um, I always, yeah, you always say, like, maybe three to four changes. I don't know, Lori, what, what do you think? You know, yeah, that's there's injuries, tough. there's performance, there's some some latecomers, you know, you do talk about somebody like Shannon Box, right? I mean, so some of the current, uh, maybe current younger players maybe um, aren't aware of, I guess, Shannon Box's, like, trajectory. This was a player that was, like, a, a league player, you know, wasn't in the national team program. Um, and, you know, back then it was the WSA, so I realized that that was years back. But, you know, she just grinded away in her in her club play and she was like a late add-on to, you know, the, the national team in 2003, um, played in the World Cup. And then from there, just, you know, was so good. She couldn't, we, you couldn't get her off the field. If you were competing for, you know, a spot, you know, talk about somebody like Leslie Osborne, who's one of my best friends. I mean, it, she just unfortunately was in the era of Shannon Box in the midfield. Yeah. Shannon Box was so good. Like Leslie couldn't get the time in the minutes that she needed. Um, and then Shannon Box is actually on the top. She was um, a, a Ballon d'Or uh, nominee for top three in the world. Um, and, and I don't think a lot of U.S. fans like really appreciate that. So I guess I bring her up because uh, there there is um, time for some changes in that roster. Clearly, you know, there won't be many, but I, I suspect three to four changes. Yeah, I even think about Kelly O'Hara. I mean, if you remember this, in, in 2011, it was actually um, Lindsay Tarpley that made the team, tore ACL in one of our send-off games in Ohio. Then they were going to bring in Sinead Farley, and then Sinead turned it down, and then Kelly got the call-up. So yeah. Kelly didn't even originally make the team, and then in the last minute is going to the World Cup. So, and there was players in before for whatever reason, then Kelly's there. Right. And now we see Kelly and we're talking about her being one of those veteran players. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's, I think three or four is um, really a good range because I think if you look at like where this team is and not having, having to have the, the turnover and going with the young players all totally makes sense in the, the performances that they've had. But I think you sprinkle in a few more veterans that you probably will see in the 2003 or 23 World Cup. But now, just to ensure um, not having a ton of the games um, in the caliber of opponents that you would expect going into these tournaments, bring in a few veterans if they are in, in, 
in form, right? And are ready to go. But how does that look over a year's time? I don't know, because you are going to see some injuries, especially with the amount these players are playing. Um, you know, what does it look like with a Tierna Davidson coming back from her ACL, right? There's just like a lot of unknowns. So and then you have big time players like Julie and Crystal coming back from yeah. babies. And I'm sure that they, they there's just unknowns, right? There's, there's just a lot of unknowns. The, but the bulk, I would imagine, yes, in, in general will be the same. Um, but yeah, I think it just, it's, it's what you would expect. Um, sure. Yeah, I like looking, having you two look inside your crystal balls and just seeing us what you think about. Heather, this has been fantastic. I want to close out on one final question that's hopefully a little bit fun. You talked about that uh, you still play. I mean, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 11 a.m., get your tickets, go to go to Chapel Hill, watch her play on the pitch there with some other coaches. <laughs> move to Chapel Hill for these games. <laughs> and we're going to start the AARP, former NWSL League, of course, for all of these players. But looking at the current U.S. roster, you mentioned that you're very similar playing style to Kelly O'Hara. Lori gave a shout-out to similar to Sophia Smith. Is there a player on the current roster that you would like to play with? play alongside in the midfield or have in behind you or next to you or in front of you? Is there a player that you're like, wow, I'd love to get 45 playing alongside her. <laughs> or 90. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, with your fitness. So let's go for the yeah. next. Go on now. Um, time. I, I guess I, I think that like Trinity Raman just makes me smile. Like I just like watching her play because she's just got like an energy to her. Um, and like, she just loves getting the ball behind, like, she's just, she's just exciting. So I think that like, I would have a lot of fun playing with her. I, you know, I saw her and Ashley Sanchez do a little like goal celebration dance the other day. And it just seems like she, like, she brings it with her, um, with her energy, with her positivity. Um, yeah. And, 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 and she's not shying away from these huge expectations that people have for her. And I, I think that that's awesome and really cool. So I'd love to, to lace them up uh, and, and play with, play with Trinity. I love that. You'll have to keep practicing your dance moves because she does always give a little dance after she scores the goals and celebrates. And when you give the assist, you got to dance with her. So I love that. We'll get Trinity out there with you, Heather. Thank you so, so much for being here. So much for joining us. Final thoughts from both of you. Lori, I'll start with you. Final thoughts on anything we talked about today and a final story about Heyo. Anything else? Uh, no, well, my only final thought is we're going to have you back on, especially when it gets closer to either the roster or world cup qualifiers, if you're down for that and just love show me the money, Lori, show yeah. me the money. Oh, you know it. We love you lots, gal. I mean, <laughs> you're regular. Okay. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you, ladies. You're doing an awesome job. And Lori is the best. I mean, when I think about Lori, like I just think about both her ankles taped up and it's just a beautiful, beautiful thing. We'll talk uh, about that the next episode. I haven't brought yeah, that one up. Exactly. <laughs> I haven't, I haven't had enough time to talk about Lori, but um, gow out. Love seeing you guys. Keep up the great work. Yeah, Thank we love you, you so you. much. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks everyone so much for listening. Heather O'Reilly, this has been a blast. If you liked this video and you dropped your social media handle in the chat, look out for a DM for us. You can be our Paramount Plus gift card winner. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Attacking Third for more. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere that you listen to your podcast. Subscribe to us on YouTube to catch our interviews and get alerts for when we go live. YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. We'll be back next Monday for another USWNC hour. Thanks so much, Heather, Lori, I'm Lisa, and goodbye.